Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Hello. Yes, it's me, Recruiting Animal, here on March 30th, March 30, 2016. Yesterday, I watched an interview with Danny Kahneman. Danny Kahneman. You might have heard of him. He won the Nobel Prize. He's a psychologist, and I want to tell you about him. If you've heard of him, just tune out, okay? I don't care. Because he's got something to say. This is what I want to tell you about him, because he's got something to say about decision-making. He says, Danny says, that we have two ways of thinking, fast thinking and slow thinking. Fast thinking is intuitive. Ideas just come to mind. You don't have to think them through. Slow thinking, on the other hand, is logical. Answers don't just come to you. You have to work. You've got to work to solve a problem. Now, many decisions made with fast thinking, with fast thinking, can be shown to be wrong because they contradict well-known facts. And here's an example. Danny uses it himself. When terrorism, terrorism is in the news and travelers are given a choice to buy regular life insurance or life insurance for terrorist attacks, they put a higher value on insurance from terrorist attacks. Now, this is ridiculous, right? Because terrorist attacks are kind of rare. But because, also, you'd be covered for them under general life insurance anyway, right? That decision is guided by emotion, not logical thought. When terrorism is in the news, people feel a strong desire to be protected from it. And that wish dominates their thinking. So Danny says you have to recognize when you're in a situation in which you're going to be prone to error and you have to make sure that you use slow thinking instead of fast thinking in that situation. He gives a humble example. Danny says he's naturally overconfident. If he has an opinion, he's absolutely sure it's right. But he knows from experience that that isn't always true. So he has to deliberately mistrust his intuitions. He has to mistrust his intuitions and use slow thinking to check out the conclusions that come from his fast thinking. Now, let's talk about recruiting. I think that when you interview someone who's good for a job, you have a strong gut feeling about her or him. And I suspect that this reaction, this feeling is right. But I'm not sure if this is an example of fast thinking or slow thinking, because although you're being guided by a feeling, the interview might count (laughs) as analysis. The interview might be your slow thinking. Now, that's heavy, man. (laughs) That's heavy. But I got to leave that now. I'll leave you to solve that problem and move on to Jerry Jerry, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal Show! Thank you, Jerry! 
I want to tell you that Jerry's not really here. Secondly, what's all that noise in the background? Secondly, I want to give a shout-out to Sister Allison Cruz. She's having a run, listening to us, and then I want to do an ad. Now, I'm going to have to put somebody on full. I'm going to pay for that ad. And they're watching, there it is, 610707. Shame on you. They're watching TV in the background, okay? Not on this show, you won't. Okay, here's my ad. Now, let me ask you something. What are the three most popular flavors of ice cream? I'm going to tell you, chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. You know that yourself. And then you've got Neapolitan. You know why? Neapolitan is created because it's got all three of the favorite flavors in it, right? And now I want to ask you another question. How many different types of recruiting are there? There's three. There's direct hire, staffing, and executive search. And there's recruiting software that caters to each one. Now, some software is best suited to direct hire, and another daffing, and another two, executive search. But there's one recruiting software that's made for all kinds of recruiting, and that's PC Recruiter, PCRecruiter.com. It's the Neapolitan of recruiting software, and you can check it out once more at PCRecruiter.com. You know what? Maybe I should do a little show before I get into an ad. Let's see. Is my guest here? Tanya I'm Bork? Here. Tanya Bork. Yep. Okay. I'm going to sing today. Uh, I know you don't know the song. I want to do a little tribute to Patty Duke, who died yesterday. Did you ever see The Miracle Worker with Patty Duke and Anne Bancroft? I haven't. No. Okay. It's a great movie. You should see it. I'll sing a bit of the Patty Duke song from her show, okay? Meet Kathy, who's lived most everywhere from. Zanzibar to Barclay Square, but Patty's only seen the sights a girl can see from Brooklyn Heights. What a crazy pair, but they're cousins, yeah, identical cousins, and you'll find they laugh alike, they walk alike, at times they even talk alike. You will lose your mind when cousins are two of a kind. Okay. Streaming live on Hulu. Hey, did you see that? Have you seen it? Patty Duke show them. If you're over 10 or 12, you might not like it. Anyway, Tanya Bork, B-O-U-R-Q-U-E, is my guest today. Tanya, can you tell us in a very concise way what you do? Yep. I just started my own agency. So, um, Prior to two weeks ago, I was actually working at a large corporation, and um, now I'm doing agency recruiting. So you're building a new recruiting company. Are you a solo recruiter, or do you have someone working with you? Well, right now I'm a solo recruiter. I'm looking to add on a couple of people, uh, and we're looking to add on some specialties. So I'd like to add on a veteran recruiter and uh, work with corporations to help them improve their veteran now, hiring now, programs. Your website is opcount, O-P-P-C-O-U-N-T dot I-O. And it doesn't say that you're a recruiter there. It says we're offering products and services to help you make better decisions on where to work. Now, <laughs> is that not your recruiting business? Is that a sideline? That's a sideline, actually, yeah. I'm actually uh, working on a product, um, an analytics product on the side. So uh-huh. the website for the recruiting company is OpExpert, O-P-E-X-P-E-R-T, dot C-O. 
Lazio. Okay, well, you know what? I think you got too many confusing things going on because I didn't see I didn't see that last URL. I found this opcount.io. That's what you've got at the top of your LinkedIn profile, and that's not what you should have there. And you know what else you're doing wrong? I'm going to tell you right at the beginning of the show. I guess Bork is your married name, and Oziel is your maiden name because your Twitter address is Tanya Oziel. Why do you have two names? Because <laughs> um, I got married and I, you know, didn't really change anything. So I, I changed a few things here and there on documents. Okay, so I'm still working, sorting that out. When you're working, what is your name? Tanya Oziel, actually. So when you call when you call somebody up uh, on a cold call or do an interview, hi, my name's Tanya Oziel. Is that what you say? Generally, yes. Then how come your LinkedIn profile is for Tanya Bork? Because I'm in the process of changing everything. Yeah, don't so. give me that. No, this is easy. You're, you're making a terrible mistake. Does anybody else want to comment <laughs> before I move on? No. Okay. So. You're a recruiter. Now, you're starting a new business. Are you going to work a niche, or are you going to be a generalist? Well, I've decided to work a niche, and um, data analytics is what I'm going to be working on. Data analytics? What's that? So uh, data scientists, um, big data, Hadoop, um, it's all technology-based for the most part. There's a little bit of, um, you know, there's a lot of data involved, obviously, and there's a lot of um, methodologies called, involved. Uh, 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 you were at a company called Tata Consulting, T-A-T-A Consulting. Was yes. that a third-party recruiting firm? Um, no. No. Okay. But my point is, you said you on your LinkedIn profile, you said you filled over 300 IT job recs. So you filled 300 IT jobs in the first eight months of employment. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> How did you do that? 300 so, um, jobs at, Tata, at Tata, Yeah. At, at Tata, there's a lot of high-volume recruiting. And what we would do when we were there is we did a lot of events where 100 people would show up in, at, at one place and we would interview them. So a lot of that is really bulk recruit, recruiting um, in IT specialties. So... Um, I did a lot of network engineers at one point where we hired, I think, 30 in one day. Okay. So are, are those people just, you know, lying all over the place? They're, they're not hard to find. How could you hire hundreds at one time? I don't understand it. Well, it, it depends. Now, if you're hiring something that's pretty generic, I would say Java, for instance, can be very generic, or network engineers can be very generic. You can get a bulk, bulk amount of people in one place and do a hiring event and interview okay, them you and part hire of them in team? one day. Were you part of a team? Because the way you, you, way you put it on your profile, it sounds like you did it by yourself. I was the sole recruiter working on that project. Um, really? And it so, was a lot of... So did you just say put your mark here to anybody who came in, or did you actually interview them? We actually interviewed them, and um, we usually would rent out a hotel, and we would have um, several panelists come, and do the interviews right then and there. Okay. How long were the interviews? Interviews generally 30 to 45 minutes. And, and you will make a decision just on that, right? One interview? Yes. Really? Anybody else on the line who's done that? That's pretty wild to me. I, I think you maybe not have, maybe have heard of Tata before. It's, it's no. one of the largest companies in that space. 
in the United States? Yeah, uh, not in the United States, but it's it's huge. It's like an Infosys. They take over entire departments. She worked for a Infosys. A lot of outsourcing. To, it's, it's an enormous. She went from there to Infosys. So it's like an RPO? Um, kind uh, of. I mean, it's it's sort of, but not. Okay, I've got to tell you something, Katrina Kibben. You're not on the line, so I can't scold you here. But Katrina says on Twitter, if, you're, if you are not in a niche, there's no point in starting a boutique recruiting firm. You are absolutely wrong, okay? Generali- generalists have their own virtues that you're obviously not aware of. Tom Bolt says he also uses his maiden name when uh, he calls people, and it's Tom Nutt, okay? It's Tom Nutt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at my own jokes. And job, do- job board doctor, I know you remember the Patty Duke show theme, and you know by heart, too. Okay, there you go. And, uh, okay, what do you want to talk about next? Uh, as a, so you filled 800, uh, 300 jobs in eight months. And as a corporate recruiter, how many, you know, how many jobs did you carry at one time? This has been a question on my Facebook group. When you were at Infosys, for instance. How many, how many well, so jobs? So at Infosys, it really, it really depended on the unit that you were in. Um, most recently, I would say before I left, I had about 30 requisitions. 30 at a time. But these 800 people that you hired, when you, you know, hired 100 people at a time, how did you get that many into one place? Well, you just put an ad on, on a job board? So there's, there's a couple of different methodologies that we used. Um, the, one, the one thing that was popular at the time is Monster Blast. And so basically... Uh, Monster would send a targeted email to everybody um, who, who's in Monster that matches the description of the job. And um, we received a lot of people through word of mouth as well. I, I did a lot of um, postings on LinkedIn. Um, Twitter I just started using. I, I wish I would have used Twitter at the time. Why? Do you think Twitter would have got you people? I, I think so. Um, now that I'm recruiting you know, on my own and I have a couple of positions I'm working on, I've posted them and people have replied to me, sent me their resumes. Good In people. fact, I submitted one uh, yesterday. Oh, yeah? Oh, what do you know? There you go. Hey, Jim, since you're my expert today, Maureen's not here, Jerry's not here, and you seem to know something about her field, Tata and Infosys. Any comments on you know, the, her technique of getting lots of people at one time? I, I have no idea how to do mass hiring like that. Okay. I, I'm Jim with doesn't you, know something. I fully and he, and he understand it. how it's done, and there's, there's uh-huh. nothing nice I can say about it because I don't understand the field. But clearly, people use it. I just don't. I don't know how effective it is. It seems like a cattle call for commoditizing it's positions. It's a cattle call. Yeah, you're just hiring them if they can walk. It sounds like, you know. Yeah, sign up here. That's why I said sign your mark. They don't even have to have a signature. Okay. Now you made a shift from an agent. To, is it true? Maybe I misunderstood. Were you ever an agency recruiter? I was never an agency recruiter. Oh, okay. Because I was going to ask if the shift is hard. Some people say it's very hard, but you never had that experience. Although you do say that you oversaw, when you were at Infosys, you oversaw all aspects of the business intelligence practice. What does that mean? I'll bet you it doesn't mean um, what I think it means. You weren't (laughs) a spy or anything. No, no, no. Um, so I basically oversaw all of the hiring for that practice, and it was, it's a pretty large practice, a pretty hot field right now. You've got um, data visualization, you've got um, big data, you've got reporting tools, ETL. I mean, these are just the technologies that are out there. And um, in every field that you can imagine, they're using these tools. So mm-hmm. it's a pretty mm-hmm. large practice. 
and it was a growing it's a growing practice. So I oversaw all of the hiring for that up until I and think the last six months. That's not what you say months. on LinkedIn, or maybe I read it wrong. I didn't see that you you handled all the hiring for that. You said you handled all aspects of the business intelligent pr- intelligence practice. You gotta correct your content, your content marketing. It's all screwed up. Jerry. <laughs> I definitely have to work on it. So yeah, you I'm taking, no, I'm writing all of these tips down, and I'm working. Listen to me, okay? You sounded like an intelligent person, but I looked on your uh, your LinkedIn profile, and there's no uh, indication that you've got a computer degree or anything like that. Oh, do you mind telling us how much education you have? I have an MBA. Well, why didn't you put it down there, or did I just miss that too? I think you missed it because it's definitely on my profile. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, but then it, your first job is like executive assistant. So I, I thought maybe you just went to, you know, junior college or something like that. Why did you become no, an executive I, um, I went to okay. – I worked full-time can, while going to college. Can we just celebrate that she doesn't put MBA at the top of her profile? <laughs> like that defines her. Isn't that a positive thing? No. She simply has the education but isn't trying to say I have an MBA. You've got to tell I mean, what your education is. No, no one cares what the education is. Okay. Oh, I'm not even going to argue that one. Good for okay. you for not now, blasting it out. Tanya, you're, you're yeah. recruiting for a recruiter right now in Michigan. Am I right about that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. What kind of questions are you asking the candidates? So now I'm asking them um, what type of positions they've filled, um, what their rec load is like, um, candidate engagement, um, I'm asking them about sourcing. So those are just some of the things that I'm asking them about. Hold on. What's Glenn Cathy? Is Glenn Cathy on the line? He's complaining to me on Twitter about something. No, no, he was talking about that argument we had the other day. He was, he was saying that you can get six-pack abs in oh, your you 40s. Oh, mean I'm it, reading it's, it's not, I'm it's looking at something historical. Okay, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> Katrina Kibben, thanks. Katrina says there's lots of recruiters to, without degrees. I don't know if that's good or bad. Okay, sorry. What questions are you asking the recruiters? And put a little life in I like your voice, but put a little life in it for me, will you? <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm asking them, you know, why they're making a job change. Um, I'm asking them about what type of positions they've, they've filled, what's their favorite position that they've filled, um, asking them about sourcing techniques, you know, what, what's the most popular sourcing technique that they're using. These are just some of the general questions I'm asking them. Okay. What is the most popular uh, sourcing technique that you're hearing about? Well, unfortunately, it's LinkedIn. Why? <laughs> what else would it be? What else would it be? I, I'm starting – I'm a LinkedIn stockholder, and I'm starting to really hate LinkedIn. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's not good. Okay. Now, it also says you tra- on your profile you trained three recruiters to continuously improve as professionals. How did you do that? Well, I kept um, influencing them to take more training. Um, I worked with them on What techniques. kind of training? What kind of training? What kind of training? Well, I found that a lot of recruiters that we were hiring didn't know sourcing and didn't, un- didn't understand the business intelligence unit, didn't understand the structure of the company, didn't, un- didn't have the proper training. Um, Who hired them? Who hired those people? You? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, how come? How come you didn't have any input to hiring? You, know, you hired a whole bunch of losers for your staff. 
Um, I was basically given a team, and I was told to work with it. So. <laughs> okay, so how did you get these know nothings to improve? I started to get them know get to know each one of them as a person, and you know understood what their strengths were, what their weaknesses were, and we kind of built from there. Um, also, we. We started to can, talk a little bit more about what... On this show, don't talk around uh, questions, okay? Just answer them. I said, what did you do? How did you get them to learn? What programs did you enroll them in? Who paid for them? That's what I want to hear. Just spit it out. So since we didn't have much of a budget, I'd used a lot of the free training available. There's quite a bit online about Boolean search. There's quite a bit online about recruiting. And we also developed some of our own programs, um, Using PowerPoints and webinars and those kind of things. So, a lot of the a lot of the training that we did was uh, self self taught. So you read some articles, free articles about Boolean search, and you translated it for these people. Is that what you did? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and and what about cold calling? Did you guys make cold calls? We we did um, not not so much, and I kind of want to give a little bit of a, a glimpse of, of what it's what it's like to work in a high volume environment. So, you really don't get to do a lot of cold calling. You don't do a lot of sourcing, and you're just you're handling candidates at the very end. Not not so much at the very end. You're pre-screening them. You're sending them over to the hiring manager. But actually finding the candidates, we weren't doing a lot of that. Okay, so you've only done these high-volume hiring. I thought that was just at Tata, but that's what you're doing all the time. That's your, all your experience. Is that right? That's, that's pretty much a large, large amount of my experience. So how are you making the transition to boutique recruiting from this mass uh, cattle call, uh, as Jim called it? I, I took a lot of interest in sourcing in the last, um, last couple of years, and I wanted to give it a shot, wanted to try it out, wanted to, to actually get back into speaking to the candidates, um, back into sourcing, and that's, you know, my primary reason for wanting to shift. Would you call yourself a resume shuffler? I would hope not. I, no, I know no, that in the past. what it sounds like. Is anybody with me on that? What does it sound like she was doing? Oh, come on. She didn't call anybody. She didn't source. They just got a bunch of resumes in. And they uh, interviewed. They set up these panel interviews. Did you even participate in the panel interviews, or you know, did you just uh, administer them? No, we had to participate in them. We did. Are you feeling like you're on the ropes right now? I'm not trying to put you on the ropes. I'm trying to understand. We've never had anybody like you on the show. (laughs) Does anybody else want to ask her a question? Oh, but you have had people on the show. They just never said this is what they did. Like who? <laughs> this is what uh, this is what Randstad basically does, except for Tata actually hires them and puts them on site. Is that what Randstad does? does I don't. Who? Uh huh. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had anybody from uh, Randstad, quite frankly. Although Manpower they, does the same kind of thing. Apple One does it. You, of course, you've had people from half the people we know worked there at one time. Oh, oh, Jim Stroud, oh. Jeremy Roberts. Okay. Well, who is that? Who is that speaking? Jim Durbin, the great Jim Durbin. Not only that, Hi, we can actually hear him. We can hear him. How was yeah, your trip great. to the dentist, Maureen? You sound like they didn't it do any drilling or freezing. Okay. Yeah, was he just good. biting your teeth? I'm sorry I'm late. You know, Kelly Blockdyke, uh, we were having a, a, a little discussion about you. Uh, you posted your LinkedIn profile, ineffectively, I should add, on my recruiting group. Are you looking for a job? I mean, I can announce it if you are. Can you post that on Twitter? 
Okay. Anyway, uh, so look, tell me this. You're you're in your own home now with uh, your little boy there uh, in the background while you're recruiting. What kind of computer do you use? Because Stephen O'Donnell and I had a little discussion about recruiters and computers, and I want to know what you're using for your home. So, ev- so I found it was quite interesting that everybody keeps saying Apple, 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 and I'm so so tired of hearing about it. I went to the Apple store to see what the specs are on the Apple versus, you know, a a regular PC. And I ended up going with a regular PC because I found out that it was much better to um, – you get more for your money. You know, basically the $1,200 Apple is is basically a $400 machine somewhere else. Really? How much RAM do you have? I have 16 gigabytes, I believe. Uh And do you have a a solid-state drive or just a regular hard drive? (laughs) I have a solid-state drive. Oh, really? And are you happy with it? What brand of computer did you buy? I went with Toshiba. Uh-huh. And can you tell uh, my audience how you made your choice, or is that something you just, you know, flipped a coin for? No, I've, I've had Toshiba's, um, I would okay. say, Where'd you, you buy know, my, my Where'd computer. You buy my, Where'd you buy it? Last Where did question. I buy it? Where? <laughs> it's, um, it's called Micro Center. It's a, it's well, a not, store not called Micro buy, Center. Not Best Buy or a big store like that, right? It's similar to Best Buy, except they have um, almost every computer component you can think of. Oh, okay. Now, you know what? Since you've told us that you're a high-volume recruiter, that almost cancels out <laughs> That almost cancels out all my questions. Like, do you meet your candidates? No, you don't meet your <coughs> candidates, right? No, I don't, unfortunately. But you're not even going to meet them in the future, are you? No, actually, I have. Um, I've met them on onboarding day, Um but you're not just – where do you live, can you say? Yeah, I live in Wyoming, Pennsylvania. Okay. Are you only recruiting locally or nationally? I'm recruiting nationally. Nationally. So you're not going to – what, are you going to fly in when they onboard? No, I, I thought that you meant um, – previously I've met them on onboarding day. But oh, I see. Now that I'm recruit now that I'm recruiting, I don't think I will meet too many of them. Okay. What if your client calls you? and says that the guy you sent out is pretty good, but he's got a weird hairdo, <coughs> like the guy in that fun boy. Hey, don't cough. Okay, in the guy from the fun boy three, the white guy in the fun boy three from the early 80s. I just watched that video today. What if, say, he called you and said, this guy's got a real funky hairdo. What would you say? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know what I would say. I'd, I would ask him, can he do the job? <laughs> yeah, no, he can do the job. Good answer. He can do the job. That's a given. So, so what does his hair do have anything to do with it? Is that, what you, is, that what you would say? is that what you tell the recruiting animal, or is that what you would say in real life to a, a client? I, I, I don't know if I would say it in those exact words in real life. You have to be a little bit more tactful. <laughs> what would Jim Durbin say? What would Jim Durbin say? He's gone. Is Jim still with us? I'd probably say the same thing. Okay. Can I do the job? <laughs> Can you do the job? What do you care about? I've seen you in person. What, you you think you're pretty? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. The point is, if you're working for me, you're looking in the mirror lately. It's a beauty contest. I've got to charge more. If you're working from your living room, uh, you don't meet anybody, okay? So you don't meet your client or anybody like that either. Uh, So you you use. That's what drones are for. Yeah, are you. You, you will be. I've got a new app questions. that takes a drone that circles uh-huh. recruiters or candidates when they're talking to you. So you can get a 360, you know, yeah. all the looks. 
charge okay. more. Uh, enough with the nine ninety nine a month. Okay. Enough with this. I, I asked you for some input. Okay, now, are you going to use job boards? Like, for the kind of person, these data science types you're looking for, uh, are they going to be uh, found on job boards or just LinkedIn? What are your sources? You said you found some of them on Twitter. How did you do that? Well, I posted that I was looking for them, and they reached out to me. And I've used the uh, data Hold science you have, uh, you hashtag. Have, you don't have such a – you used a hashtag? Data science hashtag. Yep. So you, you don't even have you don't have a ton of followers. That didn't matter. You'd use the data science hashtag, and you got decent people from Twitter. Yeah, and I was really surprised. I I, I never really put a value on Twitter up until recently. None of us have. Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> two hires on it over seven years, eight years. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's why. Now you know what? Did you you actually? I saw that you uh, watched and listened to that Dean DeCosta webinar yesterday. It was very exciting. He talked as fast as as a, as a, a, a rushing river and uh, introduced about twenty uh, Chrome extensions for sourcing. You saw that, right? Yep, absolutely. And you said you learned more in five minutes than, for the, than through the airs training. I saw you say that on Twitter. But you know what? I was excited by it, too. But my feeling was overwhelmed. I don't think anybody's going to learn how to use those. And, in fact, that's how Maureen works. She shows people what to do, but that only makes them want to hire her to do it for them. Isn't that what you think the effect of that webinar will be? No, because I've already started using them. Um, Give me an my, example. My biggest example. So I was looking for um, I, iOS developers yesterday, and I started to um, to use that scraping tool from from LinkedIn Hold to the spreadsheet. Derek Zeller says really odd conversation on the Animal Show right now. Without Jerry Albright, the show seems kind of weak. First of all, Derek, maybe you're using a little phone to <laughs> I'll type do some on heavy breathing if that helps. Yeah. He doesn't know how to spell wheat, okay? That's number one. Secondly, Jerry knows nothing about the kind of recruiting that Tanya does, okay? So Jerry would just disappear. That's what he would do, and then he would say, I had a business He'd take call. a call. Yeah, or call an acre or something like that, okay? I'm figuring out as we go what questions to ask. If you want to get a good show, call in and ask her some smart questions yourself, eh? Don't you have a phone? Is your arm broken? I don't need that kind of criticism. It's open We're going to start charging okay? admission, Derek. Yeah, so he had mentioned a couple of tools yesterday. Um, Sales Search was one of them, uh, Block Spring, Email Hunter. Um, this is just to name a few, uh, Lucia, X-Ray, 360 Social. My only, my only qualm about it, about the training, was I don't know if I can have that many extensions in Chrome. I, I felt really overwhelmed with all of the extensions and all of the pop-ups. So. You can't. You just download them all, and then you turn them on and turn them off. Yeah, he uses Extensity. He said there, wake up. He said, I use Extensity to manage them. And he had some other tool as well that he, he's got so many. He must have 100 or more that he's got uh, downloaded. And so he uses he groups them and uses, uh, I can't remember the tool he uses, to manage them. Wake up, Okay. You, maybe you should watch that video again when it comes around. So you said you started using them. Which one did you actually use? Tell us. Um, I used 360 Social, and I was using Content Scout and BlockSpring, as well as the Email Hunter, and then inputting, inputting everything into Google Spreadsheets. Uh-huh. How are you picking up your, before we talk about how you use those, how are you picking up your job orders now that you're on your own? 
So I signed up for Bounty Jobs and a few split recruiting sites, and so that's how I'm picking up my job orders. Okay, so uh, which uh, split sites were, where did you join? Um, I joined Fee Trader, and there is another one that I joined that I just can't remember right now, Recruit Alliance, I think it's called. Uh-huh. How did you pick those? Just, you know, randomly? I'm Just trial and error, really. <laughs> okay. How long have you been on your own? A month or two months? Two weeks. A couple weeks. <laughs> two weeks, and you've got job orders, and you're sending people out already? Yes. <laughs> Good for you. And this data, no science, yeah, this data science field, okay, were you familiar from it from your previous experience, or is it just something you picked up because people have been saying it's hot? No, I, I, I hired a lot of data science people in uh, business intelligence when I was at Emphasis, and I really like the field. Uh, why do you like it, and how did you, did you, learn, about, how did you learn about it? Before, um, you know, I learned about it. I attended a, a seminar at Emphasis um, where we were talking about this story about Target. So this, um, so this father, he was receiving emails from Target um, based on purchases that were made on, on that computer. And he got, um, he got to know that his daughter was pregnant just from these, these emails. Yeah. So that was one story that was told um, you know, during, during the lecture that I attended. And I got to see what you can do with data. Data is really powerful. Hold on. Isn't that an error? Isn't that an error in data science? <laughs> I mean, you, you want to keep things private, not let your dad know what you're doing? I mean, it, it, okay, well, anyway, so you were, you were impressed that – you could spy on people or, you know, people reveal information with data scientists. Somehow it turned you on. Is that right? Yeah, I, I got really into it. Okay. And so, but, and so when did you get your assignment for data science people at Infosys? Before this <clears throat> seminar or after it? Um, before. We were, we were working on a few positions before. Okay. So a hiring manager told you what he or she needed in terms of data science people. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So how did you educate yourself about it to uh, recruit people you had no experience with before? That's what I'm getting at. I did a little bit of research on the web. Is that a good question? I did a little research on the web, and then I started attending um, webinars and seminars. And so I'm, I'm constantly um, learning about new things. I haven't really you know, closed my mind from le- learning new things. So, like, are you smarter than other people, or is it just really easy? Is it easy to pick up a new specialty? I, I don't think it's easy to pick up anything. I, I think that if you, you give something a, a try or a shot and see what works for you, it, it well, you know, most of the time it works up. out. In the company, you didn't have any choice. They handed them to you. You sounds like you had no problem learning how to recruit data science people. Isn't that what you just told us? Could I learn it in two weeks? Could Maureen learn it in two weeks? Jim, I know, could, okay? Maureen could, too. Could I learn it in two <laughs> Maureen weeks? Maureen could learn it. Yeah. Could I learn it? Uh, you're curious, I but I don't think I you're... I didn't ask you. I asked her. She, she learned it. Could anybody <laughs> learn it? Could anybody learn it? Could a recruiter, could a recruiter who doesn't have an MBA learn it in a short time so that he or she could do a good job recruiting data science people? I, I think so. Okay. And how do you know where where to go? What what how do you know which companies to recruit people from? 
Well, um, you take a look at where they are, what companies they're currently working with, and there's something called Wanted Analytics, um, which provides you all of that data. Wantedanalytics.com? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're, giving, we're giving information out to your potential competitors, but I don't think you have to worry about it. There's not many listening to this show, as Jerry would remind me if he was here today, okay? Okay, so you said something stupid on uh, the uh, my Facebook group the other day, and I, I thought I'd tell you about it, okay? Oh, you, animal. Yeah. <laughs> you said, uh, you said <laughs> that it's terrible to contact people by email at work. Everybody contradicted you. Do you want to defend your position? Um, yeah, I actually, I, I, the reason I felt that way was because many people had contacted me at, at my work email. And um, I've been to, I, when I was at a certain organization, there was an incident where a guy was searching for a job, and he was using his LinkedIn account. And there was some sort of glitch with, with LinkedIn. If you respond, um, and I think they fixed it, if you respond via your email, it, there's a potential that your email can be sent to other people. So it just so happened that he was responding with a recruiter using his work email. And somehow it made it all the way to the president of HR. And this guy got fired. So um, He should have sued. <laughs> Okay, so, so that's your, what that that's colored your. Hold on, Jackie Clayton wants to see if she could be Jerry Albright. Call in, yeah, you can be him. Okay, I, I don't know don't if that's going to be a, a, I don't know if that's going to be a feather in your hat. I don't think Jerry's the heavy breather, by the way. Okay, it's like seventy-five percent James Gandolfini, not the full, but like seventy-five percent, and through the nose. Okay, I think I think Jerry is a guy who eats a lot and crumples. Uh, chip packages and stuff like that on the show. In his car? I don't know. He's kind of where he's in his car. He, his ears must Ooh. be burning right now because we're talking about him. Okay, so uh, Jim, 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 here's your opinion. Do you think she's way off base on that, or do you think you know that she's been, you know, she's got uh, what's it called, PTSD over this one incident, <laughs> or uh, you know? What's the story with that? What do you think? Jim? I mean, I, I sympathize with her. I, I don't think it's the yeah. worst thing anyone's ever said. Right. And there are candidates that get mad, and but I mean, that's you know that HR person was just an idiot. Should be exposed, yeah. and we should make fun of them. But I mean, right. I get that. But you got to push through that too. I mean, that's a young recruiter thing to say. Right. I'm, there's times that I was afraid to do stuff, mm-hmm. and then after you lose enough money and you right. watch enough stupidity, you're like, you know what? Screw all you people. You're all idiots. <laughs> Exactly. I'm not listening yeah. to you anymore. You wouldn't pay me if I didn't know what I was doing. So I think right. that's just enough pain and she'll change her mind. Now, I can right. tell you something, Tanya. Those She's willing to learn. Wisdom. She's a those quick learner. Wor- yeah, no, those are words of wisdom from an experienced recruiter and a very yeah. smart guy. So yeah. you're going into your new business. Just getting that information is going to make you money if you have the brains to listen to it. Okay? She does. So how do you make first contact now? You said some people, you find them on, uh, on Twitter. If they're not on Twitter and you want to recruit somebody, what do you do? Do you email them or do you cold call them? What do you do? Or text them? So if them? I have their phone number, um, the best way is to always call them first. Really? Girl. Why do you say that? Why? Because it's personal contact. Uh-huh. You, reach, you either reach them right away or you get a voicemail. Uh-huh. And I've I've found that 50% of the time that I've cold called someone, I've gotten a call back within two hours. 
you leave voicemail? You believe in voicemail? I believe in voicemail. <laughs> really? You don't think it's dead like all the articles keep telling us? I, I don't think so. Really? Is this just for data science? I mean, you've no, I've, I've done it for those? other positions. Yep, I've done it for other positions. What's your voicemail okay. message? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I usually, you know, say my name, my phone number, um, why I'm calling. Give and it to then, us. Um, Give it to us. <laughs> Go on. Hi. Hi, this is Tanya. I'm calling you about the corporate healthcare recruiter position. My cell phone number is da 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 da. <laughs> um, Okay. <laughs> okay, she's got state No, it's okay. I'm okay, I don't want to call on that. We got to add that to the show prep so people practice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I opened up all the lines. Does somebody want to say something? You weren't muted. You just weren't opened yet. Okay. Anybody want to say something? Two five four six one seven. No. That's a Jackie oh. Clayton has something to say now. Uh, I thought maybe one of them is hers. She was going to accuse I you of something. Too. Okay. I'm, well, go I'm ahead. Be Jerry. So here's how you beat oh. Jerry. This is so dumb. Is what kind of question are you oh asking? Oh, man, oh, this God. show is coming near the oh. end of its run. You know. I'm doing good. Oh, what a stupid question. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let me ask you something, what you just said. Is a recruiter a telemarketer? Was a big hubbub about that the other day. Um, I would hope not. Yes, Even they though are. It's, it's some what, of the what's same. different? Why isn't a recruiter a telemarketer? <laughs> If I could offer because they actually you might have something that you want to buy. Salary. Would that be something you want to hear? Yeah. <laughs> Part of me, uh, <laughs> and, uh, what was your reason why a recruiter is not a telemarketer? Because they actually have something that you might want to buy. <laughs> okay. Uh, is that, so a telemarketer, the fact that what makes you is not, a, not the fact that you're calling to market something on the phone. It's the fact that you're marketing something uh, awful is or, or insignificant. Is, is that, we represent luxury hotels. Yeah, so I, I guess a, a telemarketer would be trips. would be similar to spam, in in some some capacity. Okay, you're wrong. You're a telemarketer, and I have to move on to another ad. Okay, I forgot about them. Sorry, Martin <laughs> Snyder. Okay, well look, what do you want from recruiting software? You want four things, and I'm going to tell you about them right now. Number one, low cost. Number two, no hassle. Number three, good results, and number four good service and that's what you get from pc recruiter it's made by our good friend martin snyder the president of main sequence technologies he calls pc recruiter the swiss army knife of recruiting because it's good for every kind of recruiting staffing executive search and direct hire it's the choice of three thousand companies worldwide if you want to be a user Go to PCRecruiter.com. That's PPCRecruiter.com. Not PPC, PCRecruiter.com. Okay. Now, you know, Martin came to the show for the first few times I did some ads, but now he's deserted us. That's okay, you know. I mean, he's not paying. I'm not paying him to be here. He's paying me to do these ads. Okay. Now, listen, Tanya, I read, I think Liz Ryan said uh, that, there's more sleaze-tastic recruiters out there than good ones. Do you agree with that? It's, it, it depends on the field. Hmm. I'm being quiet so you can elaborate, okay? <laughs> okay. So if you're talking about agency recruiters, they, they tend to have a very bad reputation. No, no. Are they, are they bad or is their reputation bad? Are they sleaze-tastic like she said? 
You're now an agency recruiter, dear. Are you going to tell your little son who's sitting on the floor beside you, I'm sleaze-tastic or I'm good? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. There's, there's some tactics that I've, I've seen um, in the IT space that, that are pretty ugly. So I can, I can understand, you know, where she's, where she's coming from with, um, with, with saying that. Yeah, I, but I, to, I, I, to put everybody in a general box and say that, you know, that, that all recruiters, whether they be agency, corporate, um, are, are sleazy, I, I wouldn't agree with that at all. Okay, okay. Here's Derek Zeller. He's got nothing else to complain about. He complains about an ad that takes about 20 seconds. Thanks, pal. Okay, Jackie Clayton, you got something you want to complain about? Not today. Okay, Katrina sure Kibben. Katrina Kibben. Is she on the line? Did she have the guts to call in? Because this is what she said on Twitter. Bad recruiters are telemarketers. No. If you're calling up somebody on the phone to sell them something, you're a telemarketer, okay? It's just that simple. Amen. Okay, Holly <laughs> Reslink as well. Is a recruiter a telemarketer? Absolutely not. Who said amen? I want to congratulate that person. Gene, man. Who is it? Gene Lashinsky? That's you right. You called in. Great. First time caller, long time listener. Okay. Second time any- caller. Oh <laughs> yeah, do you have anything you'd like to say? Do you really shave your head like it shows in the picture, or, uh, you know, is that just a one time thing? Yeah, once a week. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, he, he shaves his head. Okay. Uh, do you still uh, use shampoo? What's up? you still use shampoo? Good question. Nah, Don't you nah. have to put shampoo Soap. on a bald head? Soap. Really? Doesn't yeah, okay. dry scalp? You know what? We're, we're almost out of time, and I, I know she said she makes cold <laughs> calls, but I, I want to find out. How do you, what, what, what does your cold call sound like? I mean, you had a little trouble giving us the voicemail, but we know you leave them. So you're calling somebody up. You found them on LinkedIn. You know, somebody said on my Facebook group, RecruitingTricks.com, that uh, you should never say, oh, I found you on LinkedIn. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Do you, Tanya? No, I I don't. And people generally want to know where you got their information. So I generally tell them that I've, I've, yeah. Do they ask you that? Because Jerry said they don't. Yep. You're falling up asleep, Occasion, Jackie. Occasionally you do. said you wanted to be Jerry. You should have said nobody ever asked oh, you sorry. that. Why are you come up with that question? Tanya, give us your cold call, start to finish. Yeah. Okay. Ring, ring, ring. Hello? Oh, hi. Hi, is this Maureen? This is Maureen. Oh, hi, Maureen. This is Tanya with OpExpert. I found your resume on the Internet, and I wanted to talk to you about a role I had open. My resume is not on the Internet. <laughs> Everybody's resume is on. on the internet. <laughs> no, they're not. No, my resume is not on the internet. She's like one of these weebs. She's pretending she's like a, a narrow-minded candidate uh, and doesn't realize that having your profile on LinkedIn is the equivalent of having a resume. Okay? Right, right, right. That's where I'm going here. That's where I'm going here. I'm just giving you a hard time, Tanya. Yeah. Okay. And she, 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 you, you fell apart as soon as she threw you something you didn't expect. Okay. Okay. Just so let's you know. start yeah, over. She's... Ring, ring, ring. Hello. Hi. Is this Maureen? This is Maureen. Um. Hi, Maureen. This is Tanya from Op Expert. How are you? Hold on a second. Good. You don't Good. say that you're a recruiter. Who knows what Op Expert is? Op Expert. It's a weird name. It doesn't say. Okay, that now he, now he's op, throwing op you a hardball. You take it over, Michael. <laughs> no, but uh, really. 
He's hey, right well, about that. Yeah, I wouldn't right. say where you're from. I would just say that this is this is Pork. Okay, you wouldn't say she. Okay. I'm a recruiter. We're, we're really messing I'm a, her I'm up. a headhunter. I'm a recruiter. <laughs> I saw your I saw your profile on LinkedIn, and it match. It looks pretty good uh, in terms of the kind of work I do. Can we have a chat? Is that what you say? Sorry, I'm I'm doing it for you. Let's let her no, finish. No, we don't know what she said. She didn't okay, finish. That's because Let's start over. Right. Ring, ring, ring. Yeah. <laughs> Maureen Sherub. Go, Tanya. Oh, hi. This is uh, Tanya. I'm a recruiter. I found your resume on LinkedIn. You mean my profile? <laughs> <laughs> your profile. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm just real, I'm starting to realize how hard it is. Um, it is you know, hard, do, Tanya. Doing this on the, on, the, on the fly without, you know, Without thinking of what the content context right. or it content is. It is. is. <laughs> it is, but this is part of it. Words are important. Words uh, are so important. Oh, uh, and the okay, less yeah, but, I don't okay. understand. The fewer the, and less words the you use, the better. Is the message. No, hold on. She does this all day long. She's a recruiter. How can she not know how can she not know what to say? How can she yeah, not know what exactly. to say? It just come out mindlessly. Done. You know what? I got to tell you something, Tanya. If someone Can't wakes you up better? at three o'clock in the morning, you should. This is the first thing that should come out of your mouth. Hi, my name's Tammy Ozio. I'm a recruiter. <laughs> the house is burning down. Oh, okay. <laughs> the house oh my is goodness. burning down. Well, grab your resume and come over to Acme. We're hiring people. <laughs> you know what, Jackie Clayton. Yes, it is the huh? recruiting one-on-one call. I'm going to give you a few reasons. This young woman is just started up her own boutique recruiting and she's firm. She's doing and a great job. Very successful. Yes, I am. And this show really is a show about basics. I mean, what else is mm-hmm. there? Right. What else is there? There's basics, and we want to know how different people do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you're a, a ten-year recruiter or a twenty-year recruiter, go to another show. There's all kinds of other oh, shows, no. and I'm sure they're much better go. than this Let's one. Uh, can you name a few? Okay, let's do it again. Ring, ring, ring. Hello? Oh, hi, may I speak to Maureen? This is Maureen. Um, hi, Maureen. This is Tanya. I'm a recruiter. I found your profile on LinkedIn. I wanted to talk to you about an HR position I have open. Okay. All right. And um, I wanted to know, are you currently working at this time? I am. I am. Okay. And are you open to new opportunities? Yeah, yeah. I'd be crazy not to be. <laughs> and what's uh, what's opening you up to a change? Well, I'm not looking at the present time, but, you know, you never know what the future holds. So I have a great opportunity in Dallas. I see that you're also located in Dallas. Um would love to send you over the job description and, you know, take a look and see if it's a fit. Man, you're lucky. Well, i got to interrupt. You're lucky Jerry's not here. He would be slaughtering you right now. I'll give Jim Durbin <laughs> a chance. I'll give Jim Durbin a chance. Jim, do you want to critique what she's saying? She's got a nice voice. Okay, somebody else. Come on in and critique. Go ahead. Okay, Jerry would say, Jerry would say, and I disagree with Jerry, but he would say, don't talk about one job. I think that's not that's that's why you're calling. It's no secret. But don't say. And secondly, he Jerry would say, and he might be right about this. Don't say I'm going to send you the job description because you want to, you know, you don't want them to read it and not understand it, and then just say I'm not interested. You want to 
talk about it and have them raise their objections to you directly so you can actually, uh, you know, rebut them if they're not right. Do you understand the difference, Tanya? Yep, absolutely. Okay, but maybe maybe your way works. I think you're going to be very successful on your own. So, anyway, that's what And she's working with data scientists who are not exactly your typical candidate who are looking for smooth recruiters. What do you mean? really excited to talk to a recruiter. Data scientist is a great field because they're underpaid a lot of times. It's all about the work itself. Actually reading the job description matters to them more than other candidates. They're very similar to old school computer guys in the 90s, the early 90s, where they're so different than your average candidate that all they really want is the information. I see where you're going, but hold on. Isn't that one of the hottest fields right now? Aren't they getting a ton of calls from recruiters? I, I would I would say so because um, every every organization is looking for them. Right. Gene Lushinsky, got so, a comment? <clears throat> yeah, I'm just saying that like if you call somebody up, you might want to say, hey, you know, I see you work for a great company. You know, is there any opportunity out there that you know you would want to consider? I don't know if I'd jump into one job necessarily. That's, that's like, a very why would they be looking? Why would they talk to you after Guys, that initial data conversation? Return your calls like at a hundred percent rate. It's but hysterical. I think something that is important to add here too is that you said it was a great job, but you didn't tell me what was great about it, and you just wanted me to find out. If it's that exciting, tell me why I should be excited about it. Is it because? The location, because of the money, but, because but not, it's a bigger not company. not the data scientists, guys. They only care about the work and the team and what they're doing. A lot of that stuff literally okay, doesn't matter as much why, to them. Then that's why it's a great job. Add that in the conversation. Whatever. Yeah, like, you know, I don't know. They just want to look I don't and know. read it. I mean, that sounds scripted. Is it? Well, yeah, but, no, but she delivered. It is scripted, but it, it, she delivered it pretty well. Okay. There, there's something else though, uh, and I can't remember what I was going to say. What about culture? When you're taking a job order, do you ask culture questions, or when you're screening a candidate, you know, do you ask culture questions? I believe the culture issue is departing. I don't see so many articles about it now, uh, because it was sort of a non-issue in my opinion. But do you do anything culture-wise? I, I think it's important. Um, yep. You know, some, some people don't want to join an IT service organization. Some people want to join, uh, want to stay within retail or banking. So I, I think it's an, important to talk to them about the size of the company that they're looking to join. That's not um, culture. That's not culture. Is it? The the work life balance part of it. Okay, that's culture. Okay. Well, uh, anything uh, else to ask? Any other culture questions? Do you play baseball? Do you like to be on a team every week? Do you like to, you know, have a happy hour once a week with the guys? Uh, do you ask those kind of questions? Uh, do you do you like to talk back to the boss? You know, I mean, you know, do you have, is, is, no, no, really. Do you want to be in a place where everyone's always polite, or you know, is it okay if people have ten? I like temper focusing on how the blockchain can improve public transportation in the city of Minneapolis. <laughs> That's what you're going to get from a real data scientist guy. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. How do you know so much yeah, I like about to do the data statistics. I love That's these guys. These are my people. Animal. Okay. But Jim knows everything. A lot of them tend to be introverted. So that's, yeah. okay. I respect what Jim says. So you haven't had to deal with any counteroffers yet, right? I haven't, no. Okay. Do you know how you would? No, well, that, um, that's not answer. That's a loaded right? question, animal. Why, Gene Gene <laughs> I'm so happy to hear from you. 
Okay, well, tell us why. I'm so happy to be talking to you at last. Great. Why? Tell us what's wrong with that question I asked about counteroffers. Well, because you have, like, you know, the canon of what we should tell counteroffers from a yeah. recruiter's point of view, and then you have the market, and then you have the individual considerations of all the people that we're recruiting, and it's not a one-fit-all. Like, some people say, oh, 18 months or six months from the counteroffer, the person will be gone. You know, yeah. well, where I work, that's not true at all. Uh-huh. And we get counter offers on every single offer. You know, so and what do you, do you do in that them? situation? What do you, you know, tell us what you do? So I mean, we pre-close and we try to figure out why the person is trying to make the move in the first place. And even then, when all the reasons are right, you know, when we know that they're not financial reasons necessarily, you know, or we know that we can make a really good offer, and you know, all the career opportunities are there, you know, education is there culture is there, location, you know, all the usual things are there and are right, the company still comes back with like a, you know, a 25 or 30% counter offer and <clears throat> they sell into the candidate. They come to them and say, oh, you know, we'll give you like a VP level position, you know, we'll open up all these opportunities for you that were not there before we made the offer. And all of a sudden they appear and they just, you know, sell the candidate. And there's very little we can do. We can tell them, look, you know, why didn't they give this to you before? You know, why are they giving you this, you know, thirty or forty thousand dollar raise now? And it just just falls on deaf ears. Okay, so you sound like that's the traditional thing recruiters are supposed to say, and it's the logical question as well. But you're saying if the counter offer is really good, there's no way to beat it. Is that what you're saying? It could be, yes. Okay, thank you. Okay, we got three minutes left. Tanya Bork, do you have any uh, parting words or uh, questions for? You've got some real experts here. Gene, you know, I'll swear by Maureen and Jackie Clayton and all these people on Twitter as well, and Jim Durbin. Eugene Lashinsky, he manages a team of I think three recruiters. How many recruiters are you managing, Gene? I have five now. Five. So there you go. Do you have a question for these guys before we sign off, or do you have a, a statement you'd like to make? Sure. Um, I wanted to thank everybody for their input. I'm, lear- I'm learning a lot as I'm going. So uh-huh. do you uh-huh. have any more um, input or advice that I could give? Um, for a startup, uh, a startup recruiter? Okay, last words. Anybody want to read give? Reddit? Well, uh, what, listening what, to the animal show. Yeah, yeah, there you go. What stream? She's already listening, she told me. What stream should she listen to or, or subreddit should she be uh, listening to, Jim? Oh, I mean, they're all over the place, but data okay. science. The, uh, oh, oh, for data science. Okay. Because there's not a lot about recruiting on Reddit. Yeah. Okay. There's a subreddit. It's called data science. that has a bunch of recruiting because they have to hire the people. Okay. Okay. There's our data. You can read that too. On, uh, uh, our data Reddit will help as well. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, I'll Jackie. You, uh, you didn't call on a good phone today, by the way. Okay. So, but Jackie's <laughs> going to be back soon. <laughs> She's coming back soon. So, the Mama great had Gene vacuum, Durbin, so. Gene Lashinsky, Jackie Clayton, the incredible Maureen Cherub on Twitter, Dur Diver, Derek Zeller, Katrina Kibben, Talent Talks, and a whole bunch of other people. Okay? I can't mention everybody's name. Thank you! Oh, can't